Hey everyone, SBPhilosophor here. Welcome back. This is the first episode of the Refill Studio, a Bang Dream podcast series featuring uh, a lot of special guests and talking about many topics regarding the Bang Dream uh, franchise when it comes to the game, perhaps the series itself. And I hope that this will continue to be a sort of uh, podcast series that I'll be able to share with with people that uh, people can listen to while perhaps while they're tearing or, or you know just as a, a great way to learn a bit more information about uh, what uh, the Bang Dream community is like. Uh, so today um, for our first episode, so you get a very special uh, honor and privilege. Uh, we have Skinner here. Uh, Skinner, welcome to uh, the Refill Studio, and, and thank you for uh, joining us today. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Yeah, no, yeah, good. Man. So, so I'm, I'm um, honored to be the first guest. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so, so tell me a little bit more. Um, obviously, um, a bit more about yourself to, to introduce yourself. Um, before we we get started here. Yeah, well, I'm I'm Skinner. I've been um, well, I've been playing Bang Dream since since it came out in in English. Mm. Um, big pastel felt. Big, big Pastel Poets fan and Aya fan, specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, and and, and what, what, are, what, what are some of your uh, your your uh, your tearing achievements? Tearing achievements. Uh, well, my first top ten was in my ideal, where I ended mm -hmm. up getting fifth, mm -hmm. and um, by far my most impressive and my personal favorite was uh, during uh, devotedly towards my dreams, where I got third which was rough <laughs> due to the like huge competition of that event. For sure. For sure. We'll definitely be talking quite a bit about some of these, uh, these events, but as you all uh, could hear that, uh, you know, Skidder is definitely a, a very uh, big Pasta Palettes fan and has been tearing for uh, the game for quite some time. So we'll definitely get to hear a little bit more about that um, later. Uh, first of all, I do want to just kind of, I guess, talk a little bit more about, um you know getting into to bang dream obviously you you got into the series when you first started what what, what really got in what what really uh, helped you get into this series so, so what was the sort of the catalyst that that started all of it yeah that's an interesting one so i was um a love life fan mm. and uh i think umida who is a uh, love live content creator mm -hmm. was made some videos about bang dream uh, when when it was coming up to the English release, mm -hmm. and I decided to try it out when it when it when it first came, and uh, I just really really enjoyed it. Got hooked basically straight away, and yeah, I've just been playing it ever since. Mm, I see, I see. So like, it's funny because uh, you know, in, in my personal experience, like I I kind of got into Bang Dream in a in a relatively similar way. Um, I, I knew about Love Live and some of my friends knew about Love Live, but it was more like a, a little bit more of a meme. I don't know if it's more like, uh, you know, maybe like you, you, some of your friend groups were, were serious about Love Live. For us, it was more like a meme, um, that, you know, someone would like Love Live and we, we kind of <laughs> didn't really have too, too big of a, uh, you know, like the, the most like positive, uh, rep, rep, uh, sort of reputation of, of Love Live. Um, funny enough that you mentioned yeah, yeah. Uh, Umida because Umida actually is um, a Vancouverite, just like me. I actually met him in person one oh, day. Oh, really? Wow. 
yeah um i mean i'm not really in like my friend groups isn't really um anime fans uh -huh. um i mean personally myself i'm not i'm not really that big of an anime fan i've, I've watched a couple of anime but like mm. um i wouldn't consider myself an anime fan or anything like that but yeah it was like love life was definitely more of a mean thing ah. and it was definitely something that i at the time i didn't really make public because you know maybe i was a little embarrassed about it or whatever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but now i just don't care i'm like whatever if you think this is cringe whatever i don't care <laughs> yep 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 i mean again like it, it's a, it's very interesting how like you know perceptions change and such um about um you know various franchises but either way you know i i still have a lot of respect um and obviously things change and i i definitely have a lot more respect uh oh i just realized uh, my settings um changed a little bit hold on uh -oh. there we go okay yeah um yeah so yeah it's, it's definitely very interesting it's very unique that um you got into it and again it's, it's funny that we kind of have like a similar connection too right we but we both kind of knew about bang dream through, through one guy that that umida guy he actually did a um a panel in an anime con in vancouver and uh he was trying to introduce bang dream to people as well uh, oh, yeah. i was there already kind of a fan and, and trying to to get people to join i think most people in, in general though only joined um because they were already fans, but uh, maybe he was able to, to get a few people into it. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, well, he definitely got me at least. That's at least <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, at least well, one that is completely because of him. Sh shout outs to Mida then. Shout outs to you. Um, you definitely, uh, although you don't really play too much anymore, I do think that you've done quite a service for many people uh, to, to introduce people into the, the community. So so many thanks to, uh, to Mida for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, so you you know you're you're a big Pasta Palace fan, right? You're you're a big yeah. Pasta Palace fan. What um, what made you really sort of passionate into uh, Pasta Palace? What made you really like Pasta Palace and very specifically uh, Mariyama Aya, the the singer? Oh God, I knew this would be a question. <laughs> and honestly, the answer is I don't know. Um, uh, I kind of just uh. When I was watching their band story, uh -huh. um, oh, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But um, well, no, it wasn't even the band story. Uh, I don't know. It, it, like I said, it was a long time ago. It was probably something to do with the band story, and yeah. I don't know. I just something about it um, called out to me. But um, specifically, why I started liking Aya, mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember what the event was called. But it was the um, that one that gave the uh, four star powerful Aya. Oh yes. Um, where with um, Ayumi is it? Yeah, uh, yeah, Aya's yeah, idol? yeah, 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 yeah. That that was the that was the event where I started when I, when I when I became my favorite character. That was the event, and oh god, that card <laughs> that <laughs> card avoided me for so long. I ended up having to um miracle ticket it. <laughs> Yeah. I pulled so much for that card and I just never got it until <laughs> until like the first miracle ticket. <laughs> the the, the, the desire sensor is real. Desire sensor is actually real. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it just it the game just knows. <laughs> it's interesting that you mentioned that you didn't really like 
you don't really know exactly how or when you got into it uh, to pass the palace. I kind of was a similar boat personally. Like Pasapare was never a, a band that I really like really liked at the beginning like obviously first impression rosalia afterglow were like really big like first impressions for me oh, yeah. rosalia um, afterglow were always the first favorites yeah. right <laughs> but, they're like but, the the edgy ones the you know the the cool ones they're the ones that everyone likes first <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and it, it's really interesting that you know later eventually past the palettes becomes um you know uh someone that uh people start to slowly appreciate i think passive palettes and hell happy world are, are definitely bands that you use you, you have to kind of get into the band uh, the, the series a bit more to, to really appreciate uh but i i really do yeah, like yeah. passive palettes personally um kind of similar reasons to you um they are very dedicated they work very hard the, you know idol franchise is certainly not not easy and again i memed about like love life before but um you know past the palace obviously changed my uh, perception on that too um yeah and i again actually idol group (laughs) in the in bang dream yeah pretty much pretty much and aya in general um is is someone that again i really look up to the fact that she worked so hard i think it was the exact same event where i saw her that she really wanted to devote herself to to be an idol to to, to give smiles and be able to, to give up the, you know, to share happiness with other people. I, I really found that to be quite, um, quite endearing. And, and that's why I really also started also, uh, quite liking Aya a lot. So. Yeah. I the thing with me and my favorite characters in general is mm-hmm. I don't know why I like them. I just do. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's, it's, it's so hard for me to like think about why they're my favorite character. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I knew you were going to ask me that. And I was, I was trying to think, and I'm just like, why do I like Pastel Palace? Why do I like Aya? I don't know. <sighs> well, you know, you, you never know. Maybe it's just because they have pink hair. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> I swear I don't have a pink, pink hair. <laughs> I, I don't know. People probably won't get that reference, but um, uh, Aya was my first a favorite pink hair character but then it kind of just like snowballed uh, luca <laughs> vocaloid yeah. i love luca um oh God, i know there's more um i can't remember them all at the time but every every time uh, a new pink hair character that i like comes up i try and convince myself i swear i don't have a thing for pink hair i swear i don't have a thing for pink hair but every every new character it makes it harder and harder to convince myself <laughs> just like because it's just so consistent oh my they might just have similar traits you know pink someone with pink hair they just happen to have very similar traits you know if, if oh, they Kelly have pink hair well. they're just like this particular archetype of, of personality you know except i mean Kelly and i uh, I, I would say are very different yeah <laughs> the, they're both yeah, entertainers uh... though <laughs> yes i guess that's like yeah sure that's true they, they entertain in, in different ways i don't know <laughs> yeah but th- was that did that like was 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 that like you know once you got into pastel palace was that sort of motivation of you getting into tearing for for my ideal was, was that sort of like a, a a spark to to say that oh i i want to tear and, and i want to actually um you know here to to show my uh, appreciation of past the palettes um i my first the first time i consciously decided to tear mm-hmm. was i went for top 100 in uh a new year's event oh 
I don't remember what it was called. Um, you know, I'm going to get up uh, the event list now. Just have a look. <laughs> the, during the podcast, there'll probably be some graphics that I'll just briefly edit in. And uh, <laughs> it, the, the event will probably show up and they'll be like, yep, that's the event. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, it was a New Year's event and um, it was it was pure type mm -hmm. because I just happen to have a really strong pure team. Um, I'm almost there. Hang on. Uh, the oh, it was a mixed event. Um, mm. New Year's Amikuji Madness. Uh, so that was that was like, I had a really strong pure. Pellets team, mm -hmm. so I'm like, what event do I want to tier for? And this one had two Pastel Pellets characters as boost members, so uh, mm -hmm. I just decided to go for it. That was my first conscious I want to tier high, and at the time I thought top 100 was was pretty high. Mm -hmm. And then my the way I decided to tier for my ideal was again it was a pure type, and I had uh, I think at that time I had a full four star team. So I already had a really good team for that event. Uh, so that's why I decided to to go for my ideal. Was there sort of like, did you, were you just like thinking, oh, I want to tier? Like, did you ever like thought about why you wanted to tier or what got you into thinking, I want top 100 for a particular per, uh, event or I want top 10 for a particular event? Oh, God. Why did I, why did I think? <laughs> um, I mean, I was a big Pestle Pellets fan and I think, uh, obviously that was a big, uh, a big reason to go for my ideal. It was like, I, I think I wanted to get one top 10 at least, and I wanted to do it for a Pestle Pellets event because obviously big fan. And so I just, I, I just looked through the list and was like, what? event is pastel pellets and pure because i already have a good team for that it'll make it a lot easier mm -hmm. and that's why i settled on that but yeah i think i just decided to tier because i just enjoyed the game i enjoyed mm -hmm. the franchise i just I, I guess i just wanted to show my support for sure for sure when you when you tiered for my ideal did you were you already kind of like tearing with like a server or was it like mostly by yourself how did that work yes yeah, so i was in a server um mm. I, I got really lucky and the server owner came to me to try and recruit me mm -hmm. um because i at that time i had i had my um my tiering goals um as my pinned tweet and then actually uh came to me and was like hey i saw you going for top 10 in my ideal want to join my server and obviously i was really happy with that because uh i mean i didn't have to go looking for a server because mm -hmm. at that time i wasn't in many servers i didn't know pretty much any people um so i don't know how i would have gotten into a server if Atsui didn't approach me mm -hmm. I, that, that actually raises a pretty interesting point because i, I actually did a little bit of um uh, or, uh, you know, it's a little bit of information seeking and also just in general, like kind of learning about what the kind of sort of old school um, tiering 
community and, and what tiering was like back in the day. Uh, just to remind me, my ideal, that was like a, was that like a 20, 2019 event? Was oh, it? It was at the end of a year. I think it was 2019, maybe. End of 20. It must have been 2019. Because it, it had to be, because um, it wouldn't be 2020. Because that yeah, was, it definitely uh, wasn't 2020. TMT, right, so. Uh, oh, it was start of 2020. Oh, start of 2020. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because there were the uh, big Australian fires around that time. Ah, I remember okay. talking about that with Bells, who was also in the server. I see. I see. So, so it was interesting because I think um, it, it was interesting because I think the tiering sort of community, um, there was actually a, a weird shift. I think when this upcoming year happened, um, I think, again, this was, this was uh, tweeted by, by IPN um, a couple of month, uh, weeks ago. Um, but apparently back in the day, in order to really build a tiering community or tiering server, the, the person who's going for the top one has to actively search for people to see who is tiering for uh, that event. Um, oh, wow. So they would actually have to search for people and then privately message to ask them to join. Um, that's how that's how pastry got me into um, the dreams uh, reality of 100 poems because he saw that I was going for top 100 and privately messaged me to, to ask to join. Um, mm, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't realize that. It actually only was a recent shift, only a couple months ago, which is like pretty surprising that it started moving away from this sort of personalized, personal message sort of um, uh, tiering server kind of joining, where, where it actually just becomes more of a, a tiering portal where you know, basically anyone could join as many yeah. servers as you want you know obviously everything has makes it really own, convenient you know everything has its own pros and cons and i'm sure that um, when i bring another guest over uh, I'll, I'll definitely be talking about this uh, because i know a lot of people who are more mm -hmm. in the uh, the older tiering communities i think they'll have a lot of opinions and perspectives of how how tiering is different from uh from the past to to right now so um yeah that's just something that i thought was really interesting to note so um it's interesting that, yeah that's really know, interesting atsu was able to find to actually find you reach out and then you know you end up getting podium so um that was oh uh, not podium oh not podium top 10, 10. top 10 yeah, yeah that's right that's right that's right so so how 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 is that different from <laughs> the, this the, the next event that you did uh devotely towards my dream how does oh, that God. <laughs> to that when it come to you know getting getting podium from from sprite uh, how, how did that how did that happen Oh, well, getting into Sprite server initially, um, again, I still wasn't uh, deeply into the community. So I just messaged Atsui like, hey, do you know anyone who's tearing for this event? Mm -hmm. And they said to me, um, Sprite and Evergreen. So uh, I messaged Sprite, asking if I could get a podium spot. Mm -hmm. And they said, basically, they said podium was all full but they could let me into the T10 roster. Mm -hmm. And so I was fine with that. And I just said, if someone drops from podium, can I have it? Mm -hmm. And fortunately for me, not long before the event, someone dropped and then I got, so I got that podium spot. And then I had to deal with the actual event. So, so, so... getting into the podium spot was hard enough. <laughs> and then I had to get the, and then I had to actually do the event. So were you were you mentally prepared to to do a, 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 a like a, a podium when like it was literally like a few days before the event started? Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> yes, not to the extent that I had to do it though. 
yeah. I wasn't mentally prepared for what I had to do. But I like I'd already taken time off work because I knew it was a competitive event. So even for top ten, I just wanted to um, basically do my best. I wanted to get uh, fourth or at least like top of people who are not aiming for podium, mm -hmm. because that was planned to be my last event before I retired. Mm -hmm. And then title idol was a real, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I wanted to do the best I could. So I was already planning on going as hard as I could um, to become to be first, not going for podium whether that was fourth or fifth, um, mm -hmm. I wanted to be the top of the T10. So exactly. I was already kind of prepared. Now, of course, they then the EN server threw you a curveball, right? They said, oh, it's going to be an 11-day event. 11 days. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. So d d tell me tell me how or if you remember. I don't know if you remember anymore. It might honestly might be a huge blur now. But tell me a little bit more about those first... Uh, 24 48 hours do you remember much of it uh well, i remember that i was playing a to z a lot <laughs> um so the for the first 24 hours i wanted to i wanted to do a 24 hour grind yeah um and i was planning on doing that even before i had the podium spot i yeah. wanted to do a 24 hour grind i wanted to do that at least once unfortunately i kind of just crashed around 21 hours or something I just I just couldn't play. I had to go to sleep. Um, but hopefully I can do that again in Title Idol. Because I, <laughs> I still really want to do a 24-hour grind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, just to basically prove to myself that I can do it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it was basically... I did like... I think I did 21 hours roughly for the first day. And then about 20 hours the next day. Mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of kept that um, that consistent pace the whole way through. Was it difficult to keep that consistency? I, I know, Absolutely. again, during the event, um, of course, we had to have your, your roommate, Saber, to help help us out, uh, <laughs> to wake you yes. up. Yes. Um, but, like, I, I, I really, you know, obviously, I was with you in the event as well. I really admired the uh, consistency. You were very consistent in terms of, okay, it had to be 21, like, roughly 21, 22 hours, and then four hours sleep, and then just rinse and, rinse and repeat. So, um, yeah. doing that for... 11 days <laughs> uh it's painful it's it's painful it's 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 kind of easy at the start i say easy it's not easy four hours sleep is not enough mm -hmm. but it's doable early it's doable early on like after the first four hours sleep like i'm a bit tired but i can go it's fine mm -hmm. i can do it mm -hmm. but towards the end of the event when i was still doing that 20 hours play four hours sleep oh it was it was painful I'd wake up and I'd be like, why am I doing this? Is this really <laughs> worth it? I just want to sleep. Let me rest. Why is this 11 days long? Uh, so it, it gets it gets harder and harder the longer the event is. Because sure. obviously, like, the lack of sleep, it just builds up. For sure. And, for I mean, sure. that's that's where the schizophrenia mode comes from. Because you <laughs> because were dying just, on easy difficulty. I, I was dying on easy yeah it was it was it was rough but i got through it and i learned i learned a lot about myself and how much sleep i need basically <laughs> well that's good that's good to, to give a bit of context to our, our listeners here who may not be as familiar with the event i i actually just thinking about it we should give a bit more context about the event um the <laughs> towards my dream was an event in november of 2020 it was a full past the palettes event 
Um, there are two competing servers. Uh, Sprite and Skitter, as our guest here, uh, were competing at, for Podium in one server. And then we also had Evergreen uh, going for top one and an Emmy uh, going for uh, Podium. So basically Podium, it was a competition between four people. And of course, it's four choose three, essentially. Um, and it was, it was intense. Um, I remember watching that event and seeing how everything just kept tipping left and right. Um, for the most part, to be honest, uh, Skitter, if you remember, it was, it was really rough for the Sprite server. I thought Evergreen had everything in the bag, like for uh, like, at least like the first like seven days, Evergreen like had a huge lead. Yeah, they were so strong. They, uh, Evergreen and M were, they were so strong. They could go on, they could go for longer grinds than me and Sprite could. Uh, but ultimately, I think that was their downfall because they were more sleep deprived than, than us and basically couldn't keep up the same pace towards the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even though they had a significant lead early on and for most of the event, um, they just couldn't keep up that pace. So, me and Sprite ended up just catching, mm-hmm, catching up. Mm-hmm. Also, I think definitely like because Evergreen was going for top one, but then you know trying possibly getting outscored by, uh, by Emmy that was uh, obviously a bit problematic. Um, and I, yeah, in general, um, it was very it was very fascinating to see how how quickly things change because it was a longer event and it really tested a lot of people's. Uh, mental fortitude and, and, and stamina. I know Evergreen did a really good job in that part, but um, th- something really changed at the end. The last 24 hours, something really um, did change there. Uh, like obviously, yeah. you know, you 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 said it was very tough, and I know in many <laughs> during many times of the event, uh, you, you were you were pretty much ready to give up. What, there, there what, were what kind of, two what, main times where I, was really, <laughs> when I was about to quit, when I was like seriously considering dropping. What there ended up, what, what was the driving force to tell you, you know what, let's not quit. Let's keep, see this through. What, what really motivated you to say, hey, let's actually see this through the end? Uh, the fact that it was supposed to be my retiring event. It was, mm-hmm. in my mind, it's like, even if I get fourth, I want to do the absolute best I can mm-hmm. because... This is my last event. I don't want to be disappointed in myself and how mm-hmm. I did. So, and that was basically why I, why I didn't stop. I said there were two main parts when I was going to give up. That first one, which was about, I don't know, four days in or so, four or five days. Mm. Um, I was considering. I was very heavily considering quitting because I was just exhausted. But um, I just thought, like, I'm going to be so disappointed in myself if I drop now uh-huh. and. And just give up after after all I've done for this first half of the event. I'm going to be so disappointed in myself, and I just wasn't willing to let that happen. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be disappointed in myself. I wanted to be satisfied with my last event and my performance, regardless of how I ended up placing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it really, it really showed. Like you know, the obviously, I honestly thought being a competitive event, it was very. Um, it was very, very exciting, very intense. Obviously, we were uh, sort of on the losing side for for a most part, but <laughs> yeah. it was still felt very enjoyable, right? You know, we were all behind, and um, t- there was a lot of times where it was like, "Wow, we are quite behind." They were, they had better rooms, they were more efficient, but but something just kept clicking, and it's like, you know what? We want, we got to keep going, we got to keep playing. I know, you know, Sprite was 
throwing up everywhere and everything. Oh, I felt so bad for Yeah, it was, it was so bad, but something clicked in just in the last last 48 hours, and especially that last 24 hours, I remember, um, you know, it was um, like literally the last 24 hours before the event ended, I was I was up with you. It was, it was uh, afternoon for you, but it was like almost midnight for me. And I was just seeing you yeah. suddenly realizing, wow, you yeah, can that, actually that, pass Evergreen. That was the second time I was about to it was like coming up on the last day and i was so far behind um I, I was so far behind podium i was in fourth place and i i was heavily considering quitting i don't think i've ever made this public but uh, i asked in the t10 chat uh do you think i realistically have a chance at this do you think i can actually get top three because honestly i'm not sure if i can and um basically everyone was saying uh yeah you probably can't get it it's too far behind you're too far behind there's not that much time left uh so i was planning on parking just like just above 70 mil mm -hmm. um but then evergreen stopped playing for a bit and then i caught up and he still hadn't started playing again and then i got a lead and then i had a pretty significant lead on evergreen and basically that was the point where I was like, wow, this is the exact miracle I needed <laughs> to be able to get podium. This is exactly what needed to happen. So uh, as that happened, as I got that significant lead on him, um, I just, my mindset changed. I'm like, okay. Uh, at that point, I, I basically resigned myself to fourth. I'm like, okay, I'm getting fourth, whatever. I did my best. But then that happened and just, mm -hmm. and something just clicked. And I'm like, I'm not getting fourth anymore. I'm getting third or third up, whatever. I'm getting podium. So I just, I just kept going. Yeah. You're uh, just like, you, you had that lead and you're yeah. like, you know what? I, I'm not letting this go. This opportunity go to waste. We, we got to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was just and we were, we were a, all a exhausted. Really spark that happened. All four of us were absolutely exhausted. I remember, um, the last the last day um some context for me events end around 5 6 p.m my mm. time so like in that last day um everyone was exhausted and at around 8 or 9 a.m um uh was evergreen and M wanted to talk with me and sprite about um settling positions just so we can stop because everyone was exhausted i think it was obvious to everyone include everyone like in that top four was yeah. could could see that the other server was just exhausted uh so then luckily we didn't have to play until event end which <laughs> <laughs> i know me and sprite were really worried about that when yeah. we're just going to have to play we're not going to get to park it's just going to be play until play until the event ends mm -hmm. and then see what happens but fortunately we could stop a few hours early which was very good. And again, I, I honestly thought it was like, what, what, what an interesting timeline or, or storyline with that event, right? Well, a lot of tiering events generally don't have a lot of storylines because, you know, it's just like, um, you know, the one person going for top one and, and maybe, uh, maybe a sniper comes in and tries to steal top 10 from one of the roster spots. Um, but like this competitive event really had like so many 
um, <laughs> storylines. There were a lot of memes that came out of it yeah, too. I love all of the memes. <laughs> I think every meme about that event that I saw, I, I saved. I retweeted them and I saved them. And it's like, I love these. It was great. It was honestly <laughs> just so good. amazing. I, I still think it was one of my favorite tearing experiences. To oh, me day. too, looking back. At Obviously, the time, it was pretty, I hated it. Yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> oh, I think I think that's I think that's it. fair. At the time, I absolutely hated it. I was exhausted. I hadn't had enough sleep. Uh -huh. Four hours of sleep a day for like eleven days. It's it's so rough. Anyone who's done anything like that will know what I'm talking about. Like how just how rough it is. You're mm -hmm. you're just exhausted, and I think the the one biggest example of how exhausted I was uh -huh. was I once um actually full combo to song because I thought I got AP and I didn't want to break the combo because I wanted the nice rainbow star. Yeah. And then I looked and then I looked at the results. 70 greats. <laughs> That's very far from AP. <laughs> but I legitimately thought I got it. Oh my god. And I think that just that that can just show you what like the level of exhaustion. It's like I didn't realize that I got 70 greats. I thought I got zero. How does that happen? <laughs> So, 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 uh, well, what, 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 what were you able to do to try to overcome that exhaustion or, you know, what happened after the event and, you know, how to, how to kind of catch up on sleep? Catching up on sleep. Well, that's a, that's a story I love telling, uh, in the, in the 48 hours that follow, mm -hmm. I slept over 30 hours <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration after the event ended. So like after we parked, which was about 2 PM my time. So a few hours before the event ended, yeah, I went to sleep for eight hours, middle of the day. I slept for eight hours. Then I woke up then I had dinner and then I went back to sleep for eight hours again. And that was, that's like the, that's the main part of the massive sleep that I had. I just <laughs> eight hours, wake up, eat eight hours again. Oh man. <laughs> and to stay awake during the event, um, for the first half, I was having a lot of energy drinks, but like Sprite, I realized that they were making me sick and I, I didn't like it. So I just settled with um, coffee, mm -hmm. which wasn't as effective, but it got me through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's some tips for those who are going for uh, a competitive top 10. It's, it's not easy. It, it's not easy, especially if Stop you're going up on energy against, drinks and um, snacks before the event starts <laughs> yeah right before too and especially if you're getting you know fighting against people who are pretty uh pretty experienced in, in tiering um obviously mm. sprite and you um in comparison to emmy and evergreen are I, I definitely think you were you were the underdogs from the start um yeah specifically me i think at that time sprite had some other um i think i feel like sprite had another podium at that point um i'm pretty sure they did i only had one t10 so i was like fairly unknown mm -hmm. i'd say um sprite was definitely like more notable than me i think For sure. uh For sure. but yeah like i mean evergreen i i had heard of evergreen for so long before mm -hmm. that event um but he's been a big name for a while um i didn't know who m was mm -hmm. uh until the event um and then obviously when you see your competition, you, you start researching what they've done. And I, I saw she had, oh, was it podium or was it just top 10 in the summer pastel palettes? I, I don't remember. Podium. I think it was podium. Uh, I saw, I knew it was, um, 
I th- I'm pretty sure that was her first uh, top 10 event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so it's like, I guess she was in a similar tier to Sprite. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like lower than lower than everyone else mm-hmm. in terms of um, previous tiering experience. Yeah, again, underdog story. And it was one of those really interesting storylines that ended up coming through the, the underdogs um, um, winning. Again, um, I think it was an event that was very um, exciting, very entertaining, regardless of the result. Obviously, um, uh, you know, um, the other server, uh, especially Evergreen and M. Um, they didn't get the exactly the the result they want, especially Evergreen. Um, but yeah. again, I, I think you know, had on back for for both of them for doing what they can, and and he all everyone worked very hard, and everyone and at the end of the day, we all knew that you know as much as it was a competition, we all knew at the end of the day, we all loved past the palettes, and and this was where sort of yeah, our way sure. to, to show show that 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 devotion. So um, you know, I, regardless and, of the result, right? Uh, I think a lot of people overall felt. Um, very happy about and, and uh, you know, satisfied about you know what, what happened and it was a really um, entertaining um, 11 days for sure yeah and obviously with four people going for top three someone's going to miss out someone's going to be disappointed yeah so, someone has to be disappointed but uh, some it has to be someone whether they drop halfway through or they just can't keep up or whatever happens mm-hmm. someone has to miss out mm-hmm. because there's no ties in bang dream <laughs> yeah, there there are no ties. You could you could park uh, in the same spot, and one person gets top three, and one person gets top ten. But I don't know how much yeah. people, how many people would actually uh, do that trust game. <laughs> it's like oh god, the, that, I the would strongest not trust, trust game as third to trust fourth to not snipe you. Yeah, would, and park in the exact same that. spot. That's like the ultimate trust game. Yeah, I mean, like, I did a similar thing with uh, M because we were really close. We parked really close to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, yeah, she just trusted me to not overtake her. And, obviously, if I overtake her, then I'm suddenly going to be hated in the tiering community. No one's going to trust me. I, like, went back on my word. I agreed to take third and let M get second. Mm -hmm. And then after she parked, I overtake her. Obviously, everyone's going to hate me. No one's going to want me in their tiering server. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just a it's just a crappy thing to uh, do, also right? also you probably were too tired to, to play anymore anyway <laughs> oh yeah i was so tired <laughs> i just wanted to sleep but i more than that i wanted to park i wanted to park and get that nice aya birthday on the end of my score that's fair that's fair that's fair I, i'm trying to find a very um i'm trying to find a um uh sort of a, a natural natural stopping point uh, to take a quick break, but if you want to keep going, we will keep going. <laughs> oh, uh, whenever is right for the break, you can just. Well, I might. Um, we might as well, like you know, uh, just say that uh, there'll be a quick ad, like right now, probably on this YouTube video, and uh, we'll be coming back in a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, well, good. I'm just gonna get some water. Yep. All right, I'm back. 
So uh, we're back here, Skinner again, as our special guest here. Um, Hello. For this uh, podcast series, uh, we were just talking about uh, his adventures on how he got third place in uh, the Pasta Palettes event, Devotely Towards My Dreams. And it was a very exciting event, full of competition because there were people competing against each other for that top three. Uh, so, so kind of going back into that topic of competition, uh, because uh, I thought that was you know really really interesting. Um, what, what's competition to you? Is that something that you you enjoy? Are you a very like competitive person? Uh, well, I didn't think so for a long time, hmm. but then um, I started playing Smash competitively <laughs> in uh, probably early twenty fifteen, hmm. and that's when I started to enjoy competition. I think. Because I'd I'd go to a lot of tournaments. I'm not I'm not the greatest. I'm not I'm like pretty average in my region. Um but I don't know, it was just it was just fun. And that's where I got my enjoyment for competition. And I think and I think that um obviously translated over into Bang Dream because competition is competition. And it's like the same kind of mindset um uh tra- travels over between mm-hmm. the two. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that like competing in, in smash is very similar or what in some way similar to competing in bang dream obviously there's a lot of different um aspects like obviously smash is a is a is a game where it's a lot of you know reflexes uh you know knowing characters and stuff and bang dream is just tappity tap who could tap faster <laughs> essentially tappy, tappy, tap, um, but, but tap you, you know earlier <laughs> earlier in the podcast you mentioned how you were looking up in your opponents uh you know see who they are and see what they've accomplished <laughs> that's that's definitely a smash thing too like you and you yeah, look I at do your that opponents. sometimes at smash majors yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so that kind of like carried over eh <laughs> I, I I kind of thought that was kind of just kind of a natural thing to do. Like you yeah. want to see what your opponents are, have done to Fair. see what the kind of competition um, you're up against. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe that is just transferring over from Smash. Again, were were there any similarities to your drive to compete in Smash versus drive to compete in this particular uh, event? Or I guess again, go sticking with uh, DTMT here. I think the they're pretty different because like bang dreams all about uh stamina and just just keep going whereas smash is not really unless you're like some of the best and you have to be playing all day because you make it to like grands or whatever Mm -hmm. for Um, sure but like at my level in smash it's like stamina is not really a problem that ever comes up Mm -hmm. um i think mm, maybe the competitive drive is similar but I'd say they're they're both pretty different in terms of like how competition goes and stuff. Mm, okay, okay. Well, th- this actually poses a really um, interesting question because I, I, in some tiering events, like, there's actually an event. I think it was in the end of 2020. I think it was the um, it, it was one event and there was some discussion there was some discussion in in the server after the event ended about whether or not it was fair or or just to have okay well now i remember why it was um an event where uh we had a roster and we had some really like sort of um fresh people like trying to get the first top 10 ever 
Um, and at the end of the day, they got sniped by two veteran players, right? Uh, they got sniped by two veteran players because it was right. challenge live and challenge lives are <laughs> oh, <laughs> the God, biggest mistakes when it comes to sniping, right? So oh, that was my first top 10. <laughs> yeah. Sniping challenge lives as a veteran top 10 player is like really, really easy to do. If, if oh, it's if so other... easy, if there's new people, yeah, I, it's I, like newer people. I mean, I haven't done it, but I could imagine that like the new people, they don't save their, 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 their CP. Yeah, exactly. And, and exactly. then like if you're if you're sticking like eleventh, twelfth without having used any of your CP, that's easy top ten. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So so like, you know, during that event, after the event, there were some discussions about it as to whether or not it was fair for a veteran top ten player who already has many top tens or even podium titles to continue to get more top tens and sort of take away that experience for someone who is new and and wanted to um you know get their first top 10 for the first time uh, i have my own thoughts about it and it's actually kind of related to what we were talking about I, but before i say my thoughts what, what, what do you think about that that idea uh i think no one is owed any title um you need to work for it and mm -hmm. if you don't get it that's on you um i I've, I said it like a bit um, rougher than I mean it, but it's basically like if you're going for top 10 and you get sniped by someone, um, it's, it's, you can't get mad at them for sniping you because mm -hmm. you're not owed that top 10 spot. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you basically just didn't play as well as the other people. And I get that like they were more experienced. They have their top 10s, but there's no there's no limit to the amount of top tens or or podiums or, or firsts that you're owed. Well, that, I mean, not the that you can get. There's like you can get as many as you want as long as you earn them. You're not owed anything. That's that's my that's my view on it. Yeah. So yeah. if someone gets sniped, it's basically I basically think like should have worked harder. Yeah, should <laughs> should have played more, right? Uh, yeah. The it, reason it's, why it's, it's rough, but I think it's just how it is. Yeah, Only it, 10 people can get top 10, right? It really is. It really is. I, again, I, the reason why I brought about this competition thing, because, you know, I think a lot of people, when they think about the Bang Dream, uh, the tiering and, and how that works, it is very collaborative, right? Uh, a lot of the times you are working yeah. with the same group of people who all want to go for top scores together. But at the end of the day, right, just like in other competitive events or competitive games it is a competition i do think that if you want to get a particular title you also have to earn it and, and actually show that you're able to to do it i i give this i sometimes think of this as an example like for instance um i don't i don't know what kind of sports you watch in australia um but <laughs> i don't watch sports <laughs> okay but let, let's say like you know there's a basketball team for instance uh maybe those who are familiar with basketball like there's this one team that just kept like these same two teams were going to the top two finals every single year for the past like five years like they're not gonna stop like suddenly say one day it was like yeah, oh we're, not, they we're gonna lose one day just to give some guy another chance to win right like they're not gonna do that and i think for the veteran top 10 people that's the same idea right we're not gonna just sit here and idly let other people take it if you want if, if they still want it right it is a competition at the end of the day um yeah so, of course no one should step down just to give someone else a shot unless yeah, unless yeah. they actually want to unless mm -hmm. they don't want to go for that top 10 mm -hmm. but if they want if they want that top 10 they want that title 
or like in sports they want they want to be like the number one team or whatever yeah. um why why should they slow down why should they play worse to let someone else get it exactly and, and again going back to smash same thing right someone who's first place in mm. your region is not going to suddenly say hey mr jim over there you know in pools i think he has a pretty you know i think i we i we i'll let him you know win this match and see if he could you know take the tournament <laughs> you yeah, know i've been winning every single tournament i think i'm just gonna drown in pools today yeah exactly right so you know it, it's obviously again it's it, it the, the way we're saying this especially for newer tiers it is a lot more harsh than um like yeah. a, a harsher uh we sound more harsh than what we we really mean but the yeah reality, that's why i said that the, the reality is is that especially if you are a new tier um experience is, is so important experience is just so important you have to experience tiering for yourself either tier for you know slowly building up getting top 1000 and then slowly getting top 100 and then maybe one day you'll get that top 10 maybe one day you'll get that podium it's not something you could just suddenly do overnight um and or you know expect that it just kind of gets given to you uh you definitely have to earn it and for a lot of these you know people who especially are veteran tiers uh, they spent a lot of time in this game and and have built that experience to make sure that they are um they are successful so yeah, absolutely. And especially uh, if it's your first time tiering, don't tier challenge life, please. <laughs> it's so rough. I was so lucky that in my ideal, which was challenge life, I was so lucky that I had uh, a, a group of very experienced tierers with me. So even though that was my first top 10, I had I basically had all that experience behind me because they were helping me. They mm -hmm. were saying, don't use your CP. It's okay. It's completely fine to be sitting at 11th, 12th without using much CP because that's not really where you're sitting, right? Mm -hmm. You've still got all that CP saved up and you just get that huge boost of points later on. Mm -hmm. And I think without that uh, massive amount of experience helping me, mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I would have got top 10. Exactly. exactly. So, like don't tier challenge life as your first event unless you have some really experienced people uh, behind you or you've been... Uh, really closely watching uh, as a challenge live go on uh, sure. from the top at like top ten level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, newer, newer tiers. It is obviously it is going to be a bit of a challenge, and you know you may not be successful on your first event, but you know definitely don't give up. Uh, the boat is a difficult uh, experience to to sort of swallow and, and fathom, but. Um, you know, experience only really makes you stronger. So, um, yeah, I think that's sort of the, yeah, the main sure. takeaway when I think about competition and, and when I think about, um, you know, people trying to get top 10 titles, right? It is at the end of the day, you're not owed or you're not, um, you know, sort of given that spot. You, you really have to earn it. And uh, it's a lot of work. But um, as you can see with some of these, um events like uh devotely tours by dreams it's 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 very worth it so yeah yeah what tiering is rough especially for your first time regardless of what event you're doing it, there's always the chance that you don't completely understand what needs to be done and you just you just fail and it's just rough because not only is it a lot of time put in it's also a lot of money it is it because is. tiering is not cheap <laughs> it, it really isn't it is uh it is not cheap at at all um especially if you don't 
make preparations well in advance. I know a lot of people, they also possibly make the mistake that uh, trying to get top 10 in an event is going to be a very cheap process. Uh, it really isn't. Uh, some people might it think that, you know, be. having, having Dead like, event, you know, could be, could be fairly cheap. Some events can, yeah. Don't, don't, don't count on it, basically. Be prepared to spend more. Funny enough, we all, we all talked about the cursed challenge lives, but challenge lives are technically the cheapest out of the, the four to, to <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty cheap. They're, they're cheaper. It's, it's a bait. It's a trap. <laughs> most of your points come from the, the CP that you saved up, which yep. is obviously not stars, not coming from like your flames. I forgot to ask, but how how uh, how many stars did you have going into DTMD? Uh, I think it was about sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. But I used way more than that. Way more. And I had to. And, I had to and, buy and more the amount the of cans, right? Oh uh, yeah, but like compared to my stars, it was barely anything, honestly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I, and, I know and... at one point. Oh no, I think I remember counting. I had roughly. 70,000 stars uh, transferring my um, cans into their equivalent of stars. Mm. I think I had about 70,000 stars mm -hmm. along, like with stars and cans. And it was still not enough at all. <laughs> oh, nowhere near enough. Nowhere near <laughs> enough. I think it was I a competitive event. Basically, so. double that or something. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, was, it was expensive. <laughs> So, so again, if you are a newer tier and you want to go for like a top 10 event, right? And you're sitting there with, I don't know, 10,000 stars. <laughs> um, unfortunately, <laughs> not it's enough. not going to be an easy journey. Your, your wallet's going to cry a little bit. Just a little bit. If you've got 10,000 stars, I hope you've got a lot of cans. Yeah. Or, yeah, or a lot of cans. Yeah, if you have only 10,000 stars and a lot of cans, right? So, again, we're not trying to sound mean or anything, but... Um, yeah, it's, it really it's just is. The facts, right? It's just the facts that it is not is not going to be an easy journey, and it's not going to be something that you could just uh, just easily grab and just be like, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to easily get top ten. No, 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 there's a lot more, lot more to it. So, speaking of speaking of money, I, I think Skitter, you mentioned after uh, DTMD, you basically uh, completely uh, changed from being a um you know someone who pays for a game really often you, you know someone who consistently puts a bit of money to get stars to maybe try and you know sort of gacha for certain characters and then i think you you basically went full free to play after right uh that was the plan and it worked pretty well for about three weeks <laughs> and then title idol was announced <laughs> and then i unretired three weeks after retiring so okay. yeah, I haven't stopped spending yet. But Title Idol is absolutely going to be my last event. It's going to be my retiring event. I'm going to go mostly free to play after that. I'll probably buy the monthly pack, or whatever it's called. I buy it every month, and I don't even know what it's called. I'll probably keep buying that, but that's all. No extra stars or anything. Maybe like Aya's birthday pack every year or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I'm definitely, definitely gonna I'm going to cut down hugely. Time with how much i spend <laughs> so so obviously I, I like but but am i am i right to assume that compared to before in previous years you're spending less in the game than before or am i wrong in that uh, uh i think i'm spending basically the same because i don't buy the star packs okay unless i need them while tiering like i've run out of stars mm. 
I'll buy all the discounted stuff. So like the birthday stuff, um, when they have the collaboration, um, you know, the 50% extra stars or whatever mm-hmm. I buy them because anything that's more efficient than star pack G I will buy because it's just more efficient cost wise. Mm-hmm. And then, um, if I need more during the event, I'll, I'll buy the G pack. <laughs> the the elusive G. The G. <laughs> so G is the, the basically the biggest um the biggest star package of uh that you can buy. Um, in biggest and most efficient as well. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, it is the most it is the most efficient. But you said it was like one thirty nine or something Aussies. Aussie oh, I think so. Something like that. And it's like one. How do you remember that? I don't even remember that. Four hundred nine USD. <laughs> I I don't know. Or was it like one sixty nine? I don't remember. But it's really expensive. I think one thirty nine is is right. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna check that out now. Actually. <laughs> but yeah, it's not it's not it's not an easy easy journey to to get, and you don't even get like that many stars. Like obviously eleven thousand stars. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not uh, it's not easy. So. You really have to uh, save a lot. Like, if you are going to prepare to do an event, I think it's a good mix of trying to figure out when is like the super easy, like the time to buy the super cheap and super efficient stars, but also like saving a lot. And you really have to like resist the urge to um, to spend like anything, even like you know, for instance, the current railgun event. Like, yeah, resist the urge to to spend on that. One thing I realized is. Gacha is a scam and I don't pull on Gacha anymore. And I don't I, pay money for Gacha either. Yeah, um, I, 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 I uh, unfortunately have fallen into the sort of part of the game where I don't, I don't Gacha anymore. I only, yeah. I only have star score for tiering. So um, I'm saving up for uh, my upcoming top 11, maybe. <laughs> Going for 11 uh, again. Next month. So... It's interesting that you mentioned that you had sixty thousand stars before podium. I think I'm gonna. Oh yeah, I, I just buy every little um every deal basically. Uh, I will buy, and especially the uh, Black Friday deals. They are the most efficient time to buy stars. One hundred percent. Because you get double the stars for the same price. Black Friday, I think, is going to be roughly the same time as Title Idol too. Just before Title Idol. Oh my goodness! I've looked at it and it's like so good. (laughs) Because <laughs> I get to buy them. Because it was just after DTMD, which yeah, yeah. sucked, right? Ah, because yeah, I've already right, used all right. my stars. I've already bought all those extra stars. And then Black Friday comes around. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. <laughs> but it's right before Title Idol. So that'll be nice. We're good. It's funny that we're talking about all this whaling stuff. But again, I don't want to encourage people. I don't want to encourage <laughs> yeah, our listeners. Don't spend money if you whale. can't afford it, please. If you can't afford it, don't do it. You can. You can do a lot of things with free-to-play stars i'll just let you know that it is yes, very very possible to do you really have to prepare well in advance but doing this through free-to-play is very very doable um and also gacha is gambling so just keep that in mind it is that's gambling. why i say it's a scam because it is a scam. it's, it's, it's gambling. just a scam it's so interesting. Again, this this is just a, like a very separate topic. It's just so interesting how gacha games have now grown. They're basically gambling, but it's sort of, sort of, yeah. I guess, um, sort of 
swerving around that barrier where you know for instance oh you can't go into a casino until you're like 21 in america or you can't mm-hmm. gamble until you're like a certain age but gacha games don't have that limit and yet you're doing the same thing so, yeah gacha games need to be more heavily regulated it's, it's so I, I used to disagree with that that was when i would say i had a gambling problem in gacha games but now that i've realized how much of a scam gacha games are and like gacha specifically um I realized that, yeah, this really, really does need to be more heavily regulated because it's not okay to just have this available to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially for our, our younger younger players as well, right? And this doesn't apply to just Bang Dream as well. Definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Every gacha game. Every gacha is a scam. I guarantee it. As someone who has sort of realized that, or maybe, you know, you, you say, oh, well, this, you sort of had that realization. Um, what, what, what would you um sort of suggest to people who may have uh you know possibly have difficulties resisting that urge what what would you might suggest to them to to try and you know resist that urge to oh, to, to gacha um, or, or you know spend an extruded amount of money just to get their cards that they want i think um if you can't control yourself i think you probably if you can't control yourself but you want to uh or you need to because you don't have the money to, to, to continue your gacha. I think you do need to get um, professional gambling help. Um, I, personally, I don't know what I could do to help because I kind of just realized on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I know that some people, some people have gambling problems and like, it's a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And you might feel embarrassed that your gambling problem is a gacha game. Um, but it's honestly just the same thing. And I think if you want to stop or you need to stop, uh, get some help about get some help for it, mm-hmm. because it, it it is literally gambling. It is it it is gambling, so you really have to be careful about it. And again, you know, as long as you're kind of smart about things and really make sure that you are doing the right thing, um, you know, being a free to play player as well. Like again, I, there's a lot of instances where I really wanted to pull a card, but I knew that. Well, if I do this, I'm losing that, and and this will be one less, uh, one less, uh, sort of make putting myself a step down to my real goal, which is trying to get, um, you know, top eleven in an upcoming event. So yeah, that's um, a, that's another that's another way of um, thinking about it that might be able to help people. Um, yeah, I just I just realized that I'd rather spend my money on tiering, or you know, mm-hmm. other things like a new phone or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, other things outside the game. Because I, un- I unironically I gotcha saved anymore. money to buy a new iPad just to be able to play Bang Dream <laughs> <laughs> and then spending spending like actual in-game currency. That's that's how I use my stuff. Like I, I was like, you know what? Like I'm not gonna spend any money in, in like gacha games. I'm gonna do like other things. I'm gonna buy a new iPad, I'm gonna buy a new gaming laptop, all these like extra tangibles that I know that are gonna be a lot more more valuable. Uh, but obviously, yeah, yeah. Again, that's another thing. Obviously, you can do with your money. Yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. not your mom. Uh, you know, to your viewers, I'm not your mom. Um, you can do whatever you want mm. with your money. But again, if you do feel that, um, you know, gacha games or or gambling has been uh, sort of taking a toll in your um, in your finances and and such, you know, definitely um, do what you need to do to sort of dissociate and uh, get the support you need to make sure that 
um, you know, you don't keep making those mistakes, especially, you know, if you are a, 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 a younger age um, viewer for sure, or a younger age player. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't really have a, like, um, <laughs> like a segue for that because it was, a yeah, I don't know. How do you pretty, segue from it's, that? It's pretty into serious topic, but <laughs> something are, more lighthearted. Are there any other games that you use to kind of like, are you play to sort of, uh, bypass, um, you know, bypass the time or, or possibly maybe resist the urge of doing like spending? Like, obviously you talked about smash, but like uh, uh, other yeah. games as well. I play, I play Hearthstone quite a bit. I've started um getting really into hearthstone recently that that hasn't helped me with my spending problem if anything i'm spending more now oh no which is unfortunate but i don't know i i currently i I feel like it's worth it yeah and obviously i can afford to spend the money and that's that's the main thing if i can't afford to spend the money i can stop myself Mm -hmm. so i don't think i'm addicted or anything like that Mm -hmm. but yeah so that's like those the that's the other those are the only real games i play i think let me just check my phone. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it it's weird because I, I have like a really interesting philosophy. Oh, I just slipped on my chair. <laughs> I have a very interesting <laughs> philosophy on, on gacha games. Like, like obviously, like I, my main game is Bang 3. And I really, really want to, you know, do what I can to improve my Bang Dream account. My Bang Dream account being mostly free to play for its entire three-year life, three lifespan. My luck has been awful. I have like yeah, that's rough. any four stars. It's it's so it's so unfortunate. So it's really really like you know urging to like you know like really it's like really tempting to try and uh, you know pull for it. But uh, in to to try and mitigate that, I think I don't think this strategy works for everyone. So don't follow this strategy if you are you know if you are trying to think of like ways to be free to play. But for me, I play other games and use their currencies to pull to sort of satisfy my pulling sort of urges like if let's say like i really wanted to pull in bang dream then instead i would pull in fire emblem heroes <laughs> because uh um you know it's relatively easy to get orbs i don't necessarily think that i want to save for any particular character so i just pull on that and if i get anything good great uh, <laughs> I don't think it works for everyone though, because that could just be another game where, oops, you're giving more money. Oops, I'm giving game to uh, money to game two. Oops, now I'm giving yeah. uh, all this money to game three, which could be Genshin Impact, and and they might, uh, um, you know, terminate your account or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point I was spending money on like three different games, and that's when I kind of realized I had a problem. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Heroes was where. Heroes was where I first spent money. And once you first spend money, then it becomes easier to spend uh, again. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's what I found. Like, it's like, my parents would always be like, oh, why are you spending money on a mobile game? Why would you spend money? And, I'm, and I'd be the same, obviously. Uh, and then I spent money the first time on Heroes. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. It really did, yeah. Yeah, it did, so. But yeah, that's uh, that's... It's it's very interesting. It, it, the sort of uh, F two P versus P two W, so free to play versus pay to win um, philosophies. Obviously, when I get other other guests um, over in this podcast, uh, there's going to be very different uh, philosophies. I know a couple of guests who are like completely free to play, so it's really fascinating. To yeah. It'll be very fascinating to see what their the perspectives are, and then obviously there's some um, so, some Omega whales and. I'm not sure if I want to hear their story. (laughs) (laughs) 
not. I'm really not sure. I, it might be quite frightening. Like that that one poll that Sprite did on Twitter, where like how much money you spent in the game. Oh yeah, that poll. That yeah. that poll frightened me. <laughs> yeah, that poll was scary. <laughs> when the lowest threshold was one thousand, I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was. I think that poll was fine because of their target. Yeah, the target right. market was made sense, but yeah, again, um, to our younger players out there, please, please, do not spend, like, you know, thousands of dollars. You yeah, have make much sure more you better have... things to to spend in life and and try to grow in a career that once you become a productive member of society, then you can make your decisions of, <laughs> of, yeah, of whaling yeah. and such and and doing whatnot. So. Yeah, so. Well, um, that's uh, that's basically all like the main topics that I wanted to talk about. Um, again, you already talked about future events. Uh, Title Idol is sort of like your your big last hurrah, which is in December, I believe, right? Mm. Yeah, early yeah. mid December. I'm pretty mid-December, sure. December, mid December. Are there any other events? Are you, are you considering to maybe I don't know, go for top one hundred or or anything like that in 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 between? uh nothing at the moment i'm kind of i don't i'm not i'm not as like active in the game as i used to be mm-hmm. so i don't really um i haven't really set uh, a bunch of goals for like i want top 1000 here top 100 there um it's kind of just like oh this event looks cool maybe i want to top 100 it okay let's do it so it's kind of just like in the moment now that I'm more experienced, I'm for sure. I can I can just decide to tier one hundred to like tier one hundred whenever I feel like it. For sure, yeah. for sure. I think it also depends on you know if there's a lot of friends in the, in your vicinity that like all want to do it. It's a lot easier to do it when, yeah, when you're, yeah. you're you're playing with a lot of other people. It's a lot um, easier with friends, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so you know we'll we'll see how things go for you. I know like one of the upcoming events is uh, for Pass the Palettes at least is brighter, brighter, and I think it's September. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to top 1,000 that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah again, oh, I, I, I'm also kind of looking at my list, and I'm just like, I don't know. oh, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to, like, top 100 so many events, especially in, like, December. There's so many events I want to top 100, so. I'll at least um, be playing a lot through Brighter Brighter to help out Bells. For sure, for sure. And, of course, it's VS Live, you get cans, so. Oh, True. Yeah, that's a good one. Always, always play your VS Live. Always play VS Live. VS Lives is interesting because I think a lot of pubs don't really play VS Lives because VS Lives tend to be not that competitive. I don't know if you've noticed, but like I generally get like higher ranks in general in VS Lives compared to like other lives. Um, oh, I haven't really paid much attention. I don't know. But like I, I said, I ba- I barely play the game anymore. Yeah, fair, fair, um, fair. Like when there's not an event that I'm act- I'm actively cheering for. I'm barely playing the game. Mm-hmm. I I like to at least get um, top 10k for each event, so I can at least have a title. Yeah, for but sure. I don't really play much more than that. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All so right, yeah, well, I haven't really noticed that kind of um, yeah. <laughs> easier VS well, lives. Perhaps, perhaps when I you know get another another person on here, uh, they'll be able to share their thoughts and maybe maybe they have a different opinion. I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. yeah, yeah. But. Um, but that's basically uh, all I want uh, have for today in the, today's podcast. Any final words and, and shout outs? And of course, you could plug your uh, social media and stuff if you want here. Uh, shout outs. Um, 
I don't know anyone I've ever top tened with, um, like Atsui Bells from My Ideal, mm. um, from DTND, obviously, like Sprite, Cos, Mint, and Hikari. They all helped me through DTMD, mm-hmm. even though Mint didn't get T10 at the end. Right, Sliped. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at skitter underscore underscore. Um, yeah, uh, help me, help me top ten, uh, title idol. Yeah, for, DM for me sure. a sprite for invite to the server. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, obviously, if you want to be able to um, get in touch with um, our guests here in uh, this podcast, and also get an idea of what future events holds for Bang Dream and what peering events or servers are out there, uh, feel free to uh, join my Discord server. And Discord server is also linked in the description, and you'll be able to uh, check it out, uh, join the server, meet the community uh, here, and you'll be able to meet people and, and even our special guests here, be able to talk with them and, and ask questions of you know uh, things about tiering and, and such. And of course, uh, be able to yeah, hopefully sure. join the, the tiering community, join some tiering servers and, and get started on you know getting um, getting into your competitive mojo with, uh, uh, with Bang Dream. So yeah, Skitter, thank you again. It's at, at Skitter uh, underscore underscore. It's on the video already. Mm-hmm. Um, so feel free to check him out. Uh, of course, Smash, Bang Dream, Hearthstone, all that, all that fun stuff. You'll get to see some um, interesting uh, Robin play for, for Smash, right? <laughs> oh, maybe if I get on stream, which I really do. <laughs> So, so obviously you, you, you chose Robin because Twintail, right? And that's why you... Uh, no, I chose Robin right? because Robin made me get Smash. Because I was oh. a Fire Emblem fan. And then Robin <laughs> was revealed for Smash 4. So I got Smash 4. Ah, fair That's fair. why I'm a Robin main. I've been a Robin main ever since the reveal, the reveal trailer. Back whenever that was. And you, the, the thing is, you don't use the pink hair one. So it, again, no. it wasn't at that phase where you were fully into pink hair characters back then. Yeah, I still I still don't use the um pink hair Robin because uh Robin is her own character and I like to use the default Robin. Default female <laughs> Robin because I don't know, I just really like that Robin. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes if I'm like mega tilted, I will swap to the pink Robin. <laughs> and it, it it can help. But that's oh, only yeah. if I'm like mega tilted mid set. Well, that's a that's a thing. That's a thing. You always have these like superstitions. That's something that doesn't, I think, translate in in, in bangery tiering. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, that concludes yeah. today's podcast, everyone. And thank you so much for uh, taking the time to listen to this. It's your boy, SB Philos Four. And once again, thank you very much to Skitter, our special guest, for joining episode one. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah you're very welcome hopefully episode two will happen uh in the near future i hope to have this in a more consistent um basis of you know this podcast so um yeah so we'll any, see any teasers episode... for the episode two guest i haven't thought of I, I thought of a list i haven't communicated with people yet i thought oh, of okay. a list of people who i might be interested in now I don't know because some I think some podcasts may not necessarily be as long as as ours. Um, so it might have it might be a two parter um, uh, podcast with with two different guests, or maybe it'll just be a shorter podcast. I don't know. I, I still still maybe about a shorter it, but... podcast. I don't know. You yeah. can see, you can think about it later. 
For sure, for sure. But yeah, either way, um, that's the that's the podcast. That's podcast episode number one of the the refill studio. Uh, refill, hopefully, um, sometime in the future uh, on your next uh, uh, next adventure for uh, learning about uh, Bang Dream and, and you know the podcast to go to listen about um, anything Bang Dream. So until next time, uh, we will catch you all later. Take care. Everybody. Bye.